Mainstream media is just dying. That's great. Schumer throws down the moral gauntlet. And Dean Phillips... Wait, who? And we're going to talk about a man named Diedrich Bonhoeffer. All this and more on... The Self-Evident Podcast. If you weren't dancing, you should have been. I think it's time to start a dance party every single time. And you should post pictures. Place. Yeah, could you please? I Agreed. love these guys. I think we found our new A team. <laughs> Sorry, Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah, we love you, brother. Yeah. But they're we having do. fun. And it's guys, awesome. more power to you. Enjoy. You got Mike. You got Massey. It is the self evident podcast. Bruh. It is a Monday morning. Welcome to the week. I'm sorry we're here with you too. <laughs> well, I mean, we could move it to the afternoons. Yeah. Let us know in the comments below. When yeah, when do that? you want to see the self evident yeah, pocket? We're getting it like 20 different time frames. I want it at seven. I want it at three. I want it at eight. We just want you to know your opinion never matters. No, we really don't care. We just shred your opinions, but you can give them. Uh huh. And if you're listening online, it really doesn't matter to you. Hey, you listen do the you text want to. to give thing. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, text to give. The Nathan, thing. what's that number? With the stuff. It is Hey, you're you're talking over the clapping. Oh, Hang sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 772-242-0299. You text the word give to that number what? 772-242-0299. Help me feed Another my kids. And, and Mike's kids. I Yeah, please. His, my oldest, his belly is like pushing out now. So yeah, can we help us feed our kids? I hear Sarah McLaughlin somewhere. Yeah. Anyways, in the arms of the angel. Yeah. <laughs> in the arms of the angel, far away. Every audio listener in America is Right, they were like, what delete. was that? Yep. Delete. Wait, we're not turning <laughs> this one on, boy. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll make sure to get that information. I'll make sure that information goes into the description. Uh-huh. So if you didn't get the phone number, whether you're listening to Spotify, Apple, whatever, you can look there. We'll give you the phone number. It says give. Go ahead, donate. Donate to your favorite ministry. Dead gum right. We're causing havoc all over the internet. Dead gum right. People love to hate us. Dead gum right. And we love to love us. Dead gum right. Love yourselves. What? <laughs> all well, right. the media. Are we ready for some uh, news bits? Fit Massey is saucy right now. I'm just you, trying to get in the mode here. <laughs> you're in it. You're I'm in. in. You're in. Number one. Here we go. The media is going the way of the dinosaur. LA Times just laid off about 20% of its newsroom. In an election cycle, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> because ain't nobody paying attention to you dummies. 
tell them Buzz, how you really feel. Yeah, Miss. BuzzFeed and Vice are both trying to part themselves out in the market. Could have said something totally different on there. The uh, article center Jezebel shut down the back of November. It was actually uh, not back in November. It was about 3,000 years ago or so. <laughs> Splat. <laughs> Read the book of Revelation. Uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs will eat your carcass, Jezebel. Yep, Jezebel. Time Magazine laid off 30 of its people this week. Over 30,000 workers have been laid off in the media in 2023. And didn't uh, Sports Illustrated file bankruptcy? Yes, yes, good point. I forgot about that. Sports Illustrated file bankruptcy. I wonder why. ESPN's next. Oh, yeah, dude. And, and Disney's on its way of parting themselves out and all Dang that. Dang, boy. And Sports Illustrated, let's... let's. Or do you want to go to the Disney? Go ahead. I, I don't care. I, do, do I like the want. Sports Illustrated line for a second. Let's think about this. You were doing great when you had normal bikini models, and then you went to fat chicks, and that was like over. And then, and then you jumped the shark. You went total happy days moment, and <laughs> you decided you're sitting. I want to be in that boardroom. You're sitting around the boardroom, and you're going, okay, our target market, eighteen to forty-five year old men. They're really just looking at it for the women in bikinis, right? <laughs> so what should we do? We're losing money. We're about to go bankrupt. Hail Mary. <laughs> Chick or guys, <laughs> guys in swimsuits. Let's let's go for it. Transgenders in the swimsuits. <laughs> That'll get us back money. We do not care. You know what's funny, dude, is I've never ever, I don't think, seen a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. No? I've just never like You're holier than No, I because <laughs> you know, like I just never I was really convicted as a kid to look at that stuff, so I never did. And then after that happens to kids, <laughs> kids I remember one conviction. time, I remember one time a friend of mine showed me a bad magazine one time and I was like, what is this? And it was like traumatizing as a child. And then I got older and I was like, nah, I don't want to look at that stuff. And then you're, you know, like, and then the, in the convenience stores, you see the, the, right, the, the right. front cover, yeah. whatever. But I'm like, now they're promoting this mess. I mean, it's the new way because <sighs> guys who love football Love guys in bikinis. It just makes sense. I'm hoping. I'm just lost in this. I'm hoping there was somebody in that boardroom going, "That's a bad move, folks. Can I stump on this one? This (laughs) is not good for our company." Guys, can can we not do this? Yeah. How about we stick to the game plan that made it what it is? Sports and chicks. That's all we need. We can win with that. No, no, no. You We've got to go woke. And, and, and dude, the, the 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 sideline reporters that are women are doing great. The, yeah, the announcers yeah. are doing great. All right, like that's cool, sure, man. Go Dave, for it. You prove something that over the past years obviously was wrong. That you know women could call the game, which I never thought they couldn't. You know, but you right. watch them like, dang, some of them have great. a good guys. Good view. I don't like Booger McFarland. He's one of those guys that announces. He was terrible. There's women that are doing it awesome. So it's like I I'm saying there's men who should not be doing it. Right. But my goodness, man, let's just go put some <laughs> Let's go put some ch- it's it's not men in bikinis it, yeah. or chubby women in bikinis right. on a swimsuit. Are they going to go out of their way to the convenience store to buy a magazine with chubby women and Come on, man. You know what I need? I need a six-pack of Bud Light. <laughs> With Dylan Mulvaney's face on it, 
And I need a Sports Bruh. Illustrated with fat chicks and guys in bikinis. That's what I need That's for exactly my Friday night. Here. I mean, you can imagine the pinups that they have on their walls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, dude. This is a ploy. It's all an agenda. It's weird. And, dude, you know what? Get rid of the daggum paper because all it's ever done is corrupt us anyways. Get rid of it. But I'm just saying, like... It's uh, stupid. Uh, you you made a bad move. That's yeah, all we're you, saying. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney on Bud Light will work. Who's in with me? Who's with me? Disney, let's promote transgenderism. <laughs> Who's with me? Let's let's push it on Middle America and their kids. You know, That'll the ones, work out well. The ones with the money, let's push it on them. Yeah, the ones that we want. That have a moral code. All the people who are like traditional values that come see our movies... Let's do it to them. Yeah, let's stick them right in the eye yeah. and see what happens. They gotta accept it, right? And then, and then if we don't, we're phobes. And two years later, the CEO is going, "I don't know what happened. Yeah, just, we just, just, we tried, and people we just didn't, had, people didn't want the product. I don't get it. We just had bad writers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrible writers, terrible producers, terrible acting." Who was in the boardroom thinking this was a good idea? I mean, seriously, you can't get a loan for you can't get a loan for a business if they know your idea is going to tank. Right. So, <laughs> sitting, I want you to sit in front of the bank. All right, here's my idea. Get just go with me here. Middle America, farmers, I churches, churches, redneck salt of the earth. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell them men in bikinis and I'm going to try to trans their kids. The bank guy's going, are you Bruh. okay? Yeah. You know where you're at, right? <laughs> These are farmers who have cornfields. This isn't like MTV or something. Is this one of those prank shows? <laughs> like, If we weren't a Christian oh show, the gosh. way your mind could make jokes. Oh, dude. Lord, forgive me. It's... Tip of Casting the down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, 2 Corinthians 10. And I'm sitting here thinking, I got to pull down those thoughts, make them captive to the obedience of Jesus. Yes, that's exactly right, because I'm not going to think I'm not going to think those thoughts and make those bad jokes. But I, I, I am close. Tip of the iceberg, bro. Like we, we said 5% of what we could say <laughs> about all of this. This is insanity. And so holy I, cow. The lesson in all of this is I'm so glad to see media failing. Yep. Finally die. Getting their due. You so, about dude, time. What does the Bible say? He that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He that sows to the spirit reaps life everlasting. When you name your publication Jezebel. <laughs> Not a lot of Christians are turning out for that one. No, and and I don't think you've read the whole story of how it ends for Jezebel. <laughs> Just saying. Might want to rethink that one. Yeah. It's like naming something Lucifer. <laughs> oh, man. It's like naming a publication Nazis. Right? right? Not as well. I'm, I'm going to name my publication Gaddafi because that <laughs> ended well. Old Momar. Old Momar. All right, number Jeez, two. That anyway. was a good. Thank you guys for yeah, putting up with gave, our shenanigans. You gave us a laugh. That was good. <laughs> number two. Schumer throws down the moral gauntlet. Chuck Schumer, old Chucky boy Schumer, has found his moral nemesis: Zin nicotine pouches. In a moral fit that belongs in the comments section of the local newspaper, 
Schumer determined that nicotine pouches are the next biggest issue of the culture, not fentanyl. No. Not the border crisis. No. No. Zin. Zin nicotine pouches, which is, by the way, their choice to take. It's a pouch packed with problems, high levels of nicotine. That's why they that buy it. It's... Schumer yeah. said in a press conference, so today I'm delivering a warning to parents because these nicotine pouches seem to lock their sights on young kids to teenagers, teenagers and even lower, and then use social media to hook them because the media doesn't try to hook people to your agendas. <laughs> right. He's urging the FTC and the FDA to go after this product, which is produced by Philip Morris. I wonder why they're always after cigarettes. Of course. What is it? it, it is it Philip Morris conservatism? Jealousy. Jealousy, the efficiency of killing off your own customer base. <laughs> we must end Big Zin today. Forget fentanyl. Forget opiates. Forget the border. Forget all the war. Forget the economy. Forget Joe Biden. That can't complete a complete sentence here. We must focus on the destruction of an entire generation with nicotine, nicotine pouches. pouches. Because Lucky Strikes back then for five-year-olds was not a good idea. And it won't be good for Zin nicotine pouches. We will end the Zin nicotine pouch epidemic. And not only that, not only that, churches. Well, churches are bad because if you, if you, no, I'm serious. Well, the last, churches. The, the, yeah, because the last podcast we talked about people sitting in and trying to stop women from having abortions is now against their rights. And here we've got all this crap going on in our country. Now, number three, I think that's interesting. Just be careful, Zen nicotine users. Yeah. You are destroying your you, children. You should go back to Marlboro Reds. Which nicotine does. I'm not saying it doesn't. I just think that's the, that's the one you're stumping on. Yeah, now switch to Reds. Go if, if you're going to go nicotine, go all out. No menthol, man. Yeah, no, go straight No filter, straight up. Yeah, straight out. Might as well. <laughs> Dean Phillips. Who? Who's Dean Phillips? I, got me. So who's the guy? He's actually a 2024 presidential candidate for the Democrats. Hey, Dems, vote for him. That's right. Biden is not technically the only Democrat running for office. And Dean Phillips has come out and stated how his party is completely delusional. <laughs> he ain't working for Disney. <laughs> He didn't work for Sports Illustrated, y'all. No, no, he, he ain't working for Target. He's reading the tea leaves. He don't drink Bud Light. <laughs> Dean Phillips has come out, and he said, my party is completely delusional. He added, and somebody had to wake us up, and if that's my job, so be it. I'm tempted to vote for him just that's on crazy, that one. But so is Robert Kennedy, to be fair. Right. Which In a lot of ways. He's independent now, right? Yeah. He's third party. Yep. Which they won't even give him Secret Service. They keep denying yep, him that's on That's right. Uh, First off, for any presidential candidate, you don't give him Secret Service. The guy who lost family members to. Right. Gosh. Half the family's been executed <laughs> by bullet. And you're going, nah, doesn't need it. Boy, that's not an agenda. <laughs> Too much. The way you Too said far. that, I was like, geez, dude. But you're right. It's just the way you said that. <laughs> I studied a lot of John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, uh, and their families, and Martin Luther King, and, you know, what a light they were. I mean, I'm not saying John F. Kennedy was moral, uh, uh, very moral, but yeah. Robert Kennedy, for sure, uh, you know, and, and just you saw, like, the light that went out because of them. Yeah. 
And now you have Robert Kennedy Jr. going out and running and doing his best. I'm not saying he's the best candidate. I'm saying he's standing up against the party for sure. Yeah, and for those of you on the conservative side who are saying he's crazy or he's authoritarian, we're this is not an endorsement, not an endorsement. of the guy. But at least the guy seems to have more principles and morals than what you tend to see out of the Democrat Party. I'm not voting for the guy, but I support the fact that he's in the running. Yeah, and I, that's I, a free country. I support his passion for it, yep. right? Now, Dean Phillips, he also had not mean things to say about Trump supporters, which that alone is quite interesting. He said he met thoughtful, hospitable, and friendly people waiting in line for a Donald Trump rally. All of them so frustrated that they feel nobody is listening to them except Donald Trump. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He said, I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours, and I thought, what the heck? I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. He said, I met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line, every single one of them thoughtful, hospitable, and friendly. And I, I don't doubt it. The vast majority of people who are Trump supporters are friendly, hospitable yeah, people. This is small even, fringe. Even if you walk up and you're, well, I'm actually running for Democrat presidential candidate. If you're not Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi, they'll probably... Or Maxine Waters or AOC. Right. The, the crazies. <laughs> They'll shake your hand and they'll say, hmm, okay, you're a Democrat, but hey, we can talk. They won't trust you at first because, okay, is this just another gotcha? But if you present yourself honestly and open to them, they'll be very friendly and hospitable, right? Now, we've made plenty of Trump supporters mad with our positions on Trump, but they're always very nice people to us, even if we've ended up making them mad and they don't listen anymore. Even if we disagree, the vast majority of times, they're just like, no, I can't agree with you on that, right? You know, and, and we've run into the crazies, but what I like about this guy is he's taking that line of like, okay, everybody's gone insane, my party is insane, somebody has to bring this back a little bit. Yep. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. No, it's a <clears throat> it's a, a promotional ploy in sure, a way. Sure, it's a like, long shot, but yeah. Um, he also said he's hoping that he'll spark Biden to actually come out and campaign and answer press questions. Said in an interview, "I'm trying to extend an invitation to the president to get in the game because if you want to be president again, the only way to even possibly win is to get out there." He said, "Listen to the voters. Listen to the voters, man." Because the voters have homes. They have businesses. Right. They're the ones paying the tax bill. And sometimes those taxes get hit because of bad electrical problems. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, to avoid those issues, you need to call Energy Ops LLC at 843-263-1724. You just got to reach out to the fella. This guy is amazing. We love him so much. Michael is amazing. Uh, and his beautiful family, energyops.us. He's the sponsor for today's show. We love the dude. If you guys want to sponsor one of our shows, you guys can reach out to us here at Self Evident because we would love to support your business as you support what we're doing. Right. Absolutely. Thank you, Michael, from Energy Ops LLC. God, he's a good guy. I got to give him a call. Yeah, we do. We got to get him over here to the yeah. event if he can. I, I actually, hey, Michael, if you're listening, 
I've got a whole setup that I want you to do in my house for electrical. So let's talk. Anyways, all right, Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Do you want to intro this one or you want me to? Uh, I can. So, hang, hang, on, hang on. So on the notes. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I interrupting you? Nope. Just hang on. I'm just trying <laughs> to save this. Sorry, um, boys, girls. I, I've basically got the biography. Now I've got everything he did and his interactions with the national. We're going to use the term national socialist because that other term gets flagged. So national socialist party. Um, so I don't know if you want to just kind of run through yes, this. Sir. Or so Dietrich Bonhoeffer is one of those Christians that a lot of people read. He wrote some different books like on grace uh, and, and those kinds of things. Some different quotes that I've used in the past. One of them being uh, the ultimate test of a moral society is the kind of world that it leaves to its children. Um, he also said things like um, silence in the face of evil is in and of itself evil. Uh, he said God will not hold us guiltless. He said not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. And if you don't know about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, then you need to. And he's he's a guy who listened, he stood against the, the National Socialist Regime of Germany, code word Nazi. Um, <laughs> and he did so because <laughs> he knew that a Christian, that a Christian was called of God to stand in the face of wickedness and evil. He didn't use the line of Romans 13 the way most Christians do today and sit back on their laurels. No, he said, you know what? There's wickedness and evil being done in our land. Someone has to do it. Bonhoeffer studied in Germany and completed his exams in New York. So Dietrich was a very learned dude. He was. But people like don't realize this guy was a humble guy. Talked about loving his enemy uh, all the time. The only way to win an enemy is to love them, he said. I mean, this guy, he was not... I'm sure he wasn't perfect. I didn't know him, but just... The, to walk in that kind of admonition of Christ and, and to walk in those ways is pretty incredible. Um, in 1931, he had a, a teaching position with a theological faculty, faculty in Berlin. And in 1933, Hitler's government rose to power. And the German evangelical church had to make a decision, support the new government or stand against it. Why? I think that was very important that you put that in there. Yes. And I think you did it on purpose, and oh, I yeah. caught it. You put it in there because we're facing that same decision. We're facing the same dilemma that if we don't realize the church had a major part to play in the liberation, in, in the uh, revolution, then we're sorely mistaken because the church did have a huge part to play. These were Christians who said we need liberty. What would have happened? So we're, we're going to kind of blast through, right? Look at the revolution in America. The churches, both from England and America, were considered really that central focal point, right? They were the ones who really got the thing moving. They were the, the philosophical, the ideological, the heart, the spirit of the revolution, right? In Germany, you had the German evangelical church who had to make this decision. Well, guess what they decided? Yeah, we'll, we'll get behind the party. Now... In Germany, after World War I, the other nations got around and they said, well, we're going to punish Germany for all this. And so they crushed Germany economically, the treaties and everything, crushed them economically, crushed them politically. It, it really made a mockery of them. So Hitler comes to power and Hitler's like, screw all that. 
we're all going to be great. We're going to make Germany number one again. And you've got this kind of German sense of pride that has Dude. run through Germany for a long time. And he was one of those guys who was a dynamic speaker. He, I mean, was. he was. He was. He would, he would practice the, the most minute movements till he got them perfect. And you'll notice he, he did something. He knew psychology, right? Like he was truly a great speaker because he knew psychology. If you ever watch a video of him, before he starts, he'll wait. Yep, and people are like, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? What's he going to do? Pay attention, boys. What's he gonna do? You know, and he would he would he would be back from the microphone, and he'd just wait, and then he would launch into it, and it it was just full emotion, dynamic, right? Just running, and everybody would be captivated, and that is actually how he won the nation. Was just and what he was speaking about was he picked out a common enemy. He picked out the ills of society, the problems, and he said, I'm going to fix them. Get with me. Let's make Germany great again. The whole world doesn't know who we are, but we will be great again. We'll be number one, right? And so he plays this game, and the German evangelical church has to make a decision when Hitler rises to power. Because as soon as Hitler rises to power, the National Socialists start gathering power to themselves. They start crushing their opponents. They start doing what they need to do. They're consolidating power, and they start putting their tentacles in everything. And the church has to decide, are we with it or are we against it? And what's so frustrating is they went along with it. And so the, there were one of the things that they really did and I'm just above uh, confessing church. I'm with you. I'm with you. A lot of leaders originally opposed, what was it, an Aryan ideology. Because as soon as the German evangelical church said, hey, we'll join you, we'll, we'll be a part of this, we, we support this, ah, well, we've got to make some changes to your tenets. We've got to make some changes to your foundations. Your ideology now has to be Aryan, right? I think this is important to hit. I it's think very I, important. Because I, I you, you wrote some of this stuff, and I really I, I didn't think you'd Go skip over it, but it was good. So the National Socialist message resounded with the nation. Many of the church leaders began to promote Nazification of German Protestantism by creating a pro-national socialist Reich church. They wanted the Protestantism of Germany Christians, German Christians to conform to the National Socialist ideologies, even pushing for Aryan laws. I'm just saying, watch what's happening today. Watch what's happening today. I'll leave it there for the next podcast that we're going to yeah. do about. Heck yeah. Because this is, listen, we know that people follow cult types. They only do so when they feel something is gravely in danger and they need a savior. So then we get our churches going, this is it. We need that. We need make America great again. Or they need the Bidenomics or they need the. People in Georgia start getting behind Kamala Harris and invite them to their churches and say, it's okay to kill babies because it's going to save women. You remember when Obama was literally called the Messiah, called the Savior? Dude. We had kids singing songs praising to him. Obama to him. Churches were doing it. This but, is crazy. But the, but the white church was looking at, well, it's all the black church. Now, you had white churches doing it, too. 100%. Whew. 
But now roles are reversed. Be very careful of a cult of personality. Yeah, and, and even, too, if they're not following the truth and they're not following the Constitution, don't follow them, these churches. I'm not—see, even him speaking about German pride. What are we talking about today? Nationalism? Make American Amer pride. America first? Yep. American pride will make America great again. We, <laughs> golly, dude, we, it's a we warning to the church. We can't help but do this. We don't want to do this. It, we don't want to sit here and be it's like, a warning. watch yourself, watch it, don't, be careful. Don't create idolatry. Exactly. And I, dude, it's hard because as I was writing this, as I was looking up Bonhoeffer and all of that and everything he was going through with the German church, it's like, my goodness. The parallels. The parallels, yeah. Oh. So they had this whole Aryan ideology that the, the National Socialists wanted the church to involve themselves in, and the church willingly went along with it against the Jews especially. Ah, well, if they're Jewish, they can't be baptized. So Bonhoeffer and a couple others decided to form what they called the Confessing Church, a Protestant formation that started in May 1934 as a pushback against the ideological and theological extremism of the German church and the National Socialists. Now, most of these leaders avoided getting political and criticizing the National Socialists, and they mostly stayed silent about the persecution of the Jews. Stop here for a second. You took the first step, and then you became a coward. Bingo. We're protected, so now we'll just hide under the shadow of the king. We, we made our stand because we're not going to change our theological points in our bylines. Okay, are you going to criticize those who are trying to get you to change? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. No, we don't get politically involved. Romans 13. This is insanity. It is, dude. It's insanity. 100%. And you have to put yourself in their position. Because what we do is we see history and we decide, oh, well, that happened, you know, 80 years ago. That happened 100 years ago. It was 200 years ago. Right. In the 50s, people were still being put into the gulags. In the 60s, people were still being put into the gulags. Genocide has happened in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. War is happening today. Don't for a second... Dude. Think it can't happen today. Everybody looks at World War II and they go, well, yeah, that was back then. Because, you know, all the pictures are black and white. As though tanks couldn't roll down your streets. As though police officers couldn't break down the doors of your church and arrest your pastor for not going along with party lines. Canada is basically falling into it right now. So you have to read stuff like Bonhoeffer and put yourself in their position. Really think about what would I do if my church split off, but then we were too afraid to criticize the government because the government might crush us. Yeah, and it's where martyrdom begins. You know what I mean? That's where martyrdom truly is. That's where courage begins. That's where I think the Spirit of God begins is when in, when you can't do it in the face of all evil, I'm going to stand no matter what. I'm going to stand on the principles of the Lord. I'm going to stand on the Bible, and we're going to do it where it's, what's right, regardless of what comes against us. We're going to do what the Lord's called us to do. 
And it's weird because, like, we see other nations do it, and we almost like, we'll send them a check. I mean, that's what's happening, right? And then you have sex trafficking happening all over the country. It's like, man, I wish Self-Evident had millions so we can go help all these organizations and be involved. I do. I do, genuinely, bro. Like, I wish we could do it all. And we have a, a calling on our lives, and, you know, there's so many things that we could support, but it's like there's so much evil out there. And um, it starts with us. I think it really starts with this nation of getting it back to its God, not, not the church being involved in the, what would be the word, and behind a party. It's the church saying they, held an, they swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. Let's hold them to that. And if they don't fit that line, then they're not the right candidate. They're not the right person. They're not the right fix. You know what I'm saying? And a guy told me today, he said, what's, what's happening, especially in the, in, the, in the conservative movement, it's populism. Mm-hmm. He said, and it's dangerous. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, homeboy said that. Yeah. And uh, it, it just, I thought about that, and I go, you know what? You're right. It's all populism. It's not even a republic anymore. We're not even recognizing a republic anymore. It's really come to a monarchy system. I mean, we're, we're a pseudo-monarchy is what we are yeah. in a lot of ways. We're, we're neglecting our law system. Canada does that all the time. They don't even hold to their own charters. England didn't hold to their own charters. creating law out of thin air back in the day. That's what we're doing now. We're letting courts create law. We're literally doing what they were doing back then. Well, whatever those guys decide in that foreign country, we'll let them do it. We'll let the courts. If the courts say that, then that's fine. There's no check on them anymore. I don't lose hope, though. That's where it's so crazy. I'm like, this is why I think the fight is awesome. It's like, you know what? It is impossible. Let's go do it. Why not? Why not? And I, and I think when you're hearing Bonhoeffer's uh, story, you'll understand that it doesn't matter if it's lost. It matters what's right. It doesn't matter if we feel it's lost and gone. We do what's right anyway, and we see the Lord's results. And the bottom line is he was just one cog in the giant wheel of this, right? So he said this in the church and the cowards. You have to understand the situation of the Protestant church during those times in Germany. The Lutheran church was more akin to social status membership than actual faith and religion. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Much like the very early colonies of America, your social status mattered on whether you were a member of a church or not. All you conservative constitutionalists hear that. We can revere the founding fathers as great men. We can revere principles. But in the colonies at the beginning, it very much mattered your status of denomination. Were you a member of the party or not? And if you notice I said party, if you weren't a member of that church, man, that was a problem. It was big. You were ostracized. You could get kicked out of the state. Yes, exactly. And in Germany, the aristocrats were on a uh, were big on having membership in their church, but their membership did not prove their fruit as followers of Christ. And and there's a there's a there's a you know in, in America we do love everyone, we want them to be saved, and all those things. But when they don't conform to Christ, they need to be saved first. You know what I mean? If they don't want to, there, are, dude. Paul talked about church discipline very harshly. If, if if they reject you, remove. Like to have no part in fellowship yeah. with them. I mean, there's that's that church discipline we don't want to talk about today in the New Testament. But you know what? We'll talk about the love of Christ. We'll talk about the saving grace of Jesus and that He loves you so much, no matter what you do. He's here to accept you just as you are. And it's like all you've done is create a selfish gospel in the fact 
that it's not about Jesus anymore. It's about Jesus for you. When he did it all on the cross, and that's what's happening here. That's what happened back then, and it's happening today. Ooh, good connection. If you think about how the gospel is preached today in many sermons, it has nothing to do with Christ on the cross and him fulfilling the righteousness, the righteous wrath against you because of God's uh, law and justice. If you can't see that Christ was evidently set forth and crucified before you, if you can't see that it was the blood that was the atonement of your sin, to remove your sin and to let you walk in holiness, to have freedom from the, from the bondage of sin, you were once dead in your trespasses and sins, and then he becomes that atonement. If the gospel is not preached like that, there is something seriously demonic with that church. It has become about you. And that's what happened with these cowards. It became about them. It became about what we can gain. Can we get government access? Can I go to a Trump rally? Can I be a part of Biden's cabinet? Can I get on the prayer teams of those positions? Can we get transgenders in our churches so we can be more acceptable? And all the while you're succumbing to demons. And you're sitting there telling your church it's okay when you're leading them straight to hell. That's what you're doing. You're leading your people straight to hell. And the name of God is blasphemed among our people through you, like it says in Romans 5. You're blaspheming the name of God. And it'll come to this, this mess here. Because the government will knock on your door and say, are you with us or are you against us? If you're not for us, you're dead. And you know what Bonhoeffer said? I'm with the Lord. What a man. That's a man of God. And while we're sitting here playing patty cake with sin, we're playing patty cake with the world, we're playing patty cake with the government that does not care one inch about you. They don't care one iota about you. They don't care about your kids. They don't care about the women abortion rights. They don't care about, they care about control. They care about their access. They care about literally uh, uh, being a, a, what would you call it? A tyrannical uh, edict over you. They don't care about you. If they did, would they allow countless food to be served, like non these, these GMO foods and all this other stuff? Would we have foods that are destroying us from the inside out? Would we have all this crap going on in our water systems, like fluoride and all this other crap? And, dude, literally, if you looked at a bottle of shampoo lately, it's literally carpet shampoo is what it is. If the government really cared about you, would they sanction those things and massive amounts of medications and vaccinations and not healthy alternatives? They don't care about you. They turn hate on a, you. Turn on the TV. Don't go to church. Matter of fact, young kids who come to schools, it ain't about your parents. It's about us owning you. You don't have to listen to your parents. They don't care about you. When are you going to get it? I'm tired. I'm, dude, I was just telling Mike this week, you know what, dude? I'm sick of it. It's time we we tried to figure out ways to say it where it was tough and and to say the truth. We never steered away from the truth, but we wanted people to get it. Guess what, dude? That time is up, because right now we're trusting in man. We think Trump will fix all the problems. We think Biden will fix all the problems. We think Kamala Harris will fix the freaking problems. We do. We think the House of Representatives is going to fix this? When the answer the whole time was the kowtowing, cowardly church that had the backbone of the blood of Jesus. That's the answer. It's us being in the streets. It's being Dietrich all over again. That's the answer. 
You have the power of the resurrected Jesus within you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And I can already see it now. All the trolls are going to comment. Look at this psycho. You know what? I am. I'm a fool for Christ. And those who called him foolish were the ones who perished. The gospel is foolishness to those who perish. But to those who, who believe, it's the power of God unto salvation. And it's time for us to preach the gospel of repentance. It's time for us to preach the gospel of redemption in Christ. It's time for us to quit fluffing the gospel and getting real. This demonic stuff, the transgenderism, the gay stuff, that's all the effect of allowing sin to run rampant because most churches weren't willing to teach about sin. And here's the thing. Nobody is going to go to the ends of a Dietrich Bonhoeffer unless they have given themselves to Christ. You nailed it. All those, he didn't live all, for himself, dude. All, all those people who are like, you're crazy, you're crazy. Good. You'll never give your life for anything. You, you, wow. will, you will kowtow and submit to everything that somebody tells you, whether it's pleasure or pain that they offer you. You're a coward. 99% of you are a coward. You'll never stand for anything. Why? Because you're afraid. And a lot of Christians are afraid. Let's, I, I'm just going to skip to the end and we'll go, go back. Yeah, yeah. You, do, you, do your you thing. Wanna, you want to know how Bonhoeffer died? He was hanged in a concentration camp. April 9th, 1945. It was right at the end of the war. If he had just kept his mouth shut... He could have survived a couple more months. If he would have just backed off, if he wouldn't have done that thing with, with helping those Jews, he would have survived the war. But he talked too much. He did too much. He got sent to a Gestapo prison. You think they treated him well there? Then he got moved to Dachau. And then they moved him over to a concentration camp where they hanged him like a rat. I mean, I'm thinking about these, dude, because I, I want you to finish no, this point. Go for it. No, 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 I'm with you. We just talked about in Tennessee, these people are trying to get 11 years for going and standing at an abortion clinic and, and, and uh, I'm sorry, pro-death clinic and trying to stop these women from getting abortions. They're singing hymns and praying and talking to these women. I just, want, I just want to read this. Go for it. He was charged with conspiring to rescue Jews. <laughs> the, the, the truth... Thank God! The, even, even, even the most wicked will still speak the truth. Think about it. What was he charged with? Rescuing Jews. That was a that, that was a that, broken that was, law. That was a death sentence was to help people. Do you see how twisted it all got? Dude, listen. Keep going with that. No, sorry, sorry. Do, no, do your thing. No, uh, that's my point. It's like, do you see how twisted this got? How so unbelievably dark and twisted and evil that he real. was executed for helping Jews. Those who were being persecuted by government. Watch this. Um, he was, he was uh, um, where was that? Oh, misusing his intelligence position 
I'm sorry, using foreign travels for non-intelligence matters and misusing his intelligence position to help the confessing church pastors evade military service. Because of the transfers of funds given to him, why do you think they're trying to figure out your funds after a $600 transaction? Why do you think they're going after places that are like Bass Pro shopping them? We talked about this last week or the, yeah, a week prior ago. We talked about if you go to Bass Pro, they're starting to track what you're buying, tracking religious material. Why are they doing that? Because right here. And you know what's so stupid? You know what's so stupid? The liberal progressive is the one who studies this crap the most <laughs> and is doing it to themselves. Yes. You think they care about you? You're the first ones to go after because you're the weakest. They're trying to demoralize the church, and they will stand, and God's church will prevail. He wins in the end. I love that. But they're going to go after you first. You're the weak ones. You're the ones subservient to a government for a freaking crumb. We just talked about, what's his name, Cesaro, Cesaro last week, yeah. about Machiavelli. And he sent this mercenary to go kill people in the city and uh, killed them in front of the, their, their children and their wives and castrated traitors. And then the guy who he hired to do that, he killed him. Don't you get it? These tyrants don't care. These people don't care about you. So therefore, like Bonhoeffer said, and this is my last point. No, go for it. You stand against a wicked nation and preach your guts out. This wicked and perverse nation. You stand against it. You say, repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. The Lord Jesus Christ died on a cross for you. He loves you and wants to remove your demonic self and your sin and wants to get rid of that to, for you to walk in freedom. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take us doing that first and then standing against a wicked and perverse nation. Flee from the wrath to come. That's really what Paul was preaching. It's the truth. And, and what's really sad is this church, the confessing church, split off. Bonhoeffer was a part of it. He was, he was illegally training people as a seminary to become leaders of the confessing church. How many of them, those leaders in the confessing church, those pastors, do you think actually got in trouble? Dude. Very few. Bonhoeffer was one of the few. Because he was one of the few that was actually willing to say something. So the church splits off. They say, well, we don't agree with all that. We're going to keep ourselves pure to Christ. Uh, but but we, we're not going to say anything to make the government mad. You just admitted, and I'm going to speak this to the Christian of today in America, because guess what? It's coming down the pike. If you don't speak up, you've just seceded all power to the enemy. That's exactly right. You've just told Satan, you win, I'll be quiet. That's right. You've submitted to the kingdom of darkness. That's it. Because you want to save yourself, you want to save your skin, you want to save your family, you want to save your wealth, you want to save your position, you want to save your influence. It's, it's scary. I get it. It's a moment of fear. I get it. I felt it, right? I have felt it. I still go through it of like, golly, what happens when that knock comes? But 
if you're not willing to tell yourself, I have to stand now and speak up, you will never do it when the time comes. There are people who think I can be a coward my whole life. And when it finally comes, I'll get the courage and I'll stand up. It's completely backwards. That's right. Because you haven't trained yourself, you haven't practiced, you haven't put the work in or the sacrifice when there was no cost. You couldn't even talk about Jesus to another person. And then you expect when the gun is loaded and pointed at your head or the torturer comes, that God will save you and will give you the words to say. You'll be remembered as the churchgoers who had to wipe the ashes off their cars. You'll be remembered as the ones who said, sing louder because we don't want to hear the noise going on in the background in your churches. You'll be remembered as the ones who, by your own, I'm sorry to say this, guys, but your own children will watch your cowardice. Because when the Gestapo sit you down and say, you have a choice, you can walk out, go with your family, go about your day, or we'll throw you into prison and we'll start torturing you. Who are you going to give up to us? We want to thank guys like Dietrich, who stood, even when he knew it was like a lost cause, he stood anyway. He did what he knew was right, and he did it. We want to thank guys like John Knox. We want to thank guys like William Wilberforce, Martin Luther King. We want to thank our founders old revolutionaries, the William Wallaces, the men who actually did something when it was impossible. And as a bit of encouragement, I think sometimes we think, yeah, well, I die and nothing changes. Look at how much Martin Luther King Jr. shifted an entire nation. The, the reverence for that man shows that that man shifted a nation in his death, right? You may not see the victory. You may not be a part of the promised land. But at least knowing that you can die with clear conscience is huge. Dude, was, dude. I know I was sitting with you talking about Viking Viking death. Was I with you? Was that no, at the no, office or in the podcast? No? Okay, so I want to talk about this for a second, and maybe this will help you. So, and this will be my last thought because, because I think Bonhoeffer, he had this, he understood this. Yeah, I'm done now. I went on my rant. You no, can, you nailed it. You dude. can, you, you can it. go on your thing, man. So, this this is ending thought, and then we'll close out. In Viking culture, there was this idea of honorable death, and it really was that idea of, in your last moment, you fought valiantly. And you may have gotten bested by somebody else. That's not what mattered of whether or not you won the battle. It was how you fought, what you did, the life you led. And they had this concept of honorable death. And that was what you needed to get into the halls of Valhalla, the halls of your fathers, right? And so Viking warriors would fight with reckless abandon of, I want an honorable death. Not, I want to save my life. Wow. I want an honorable death. I want to know, and, and I don't know how many of you have thought about that moment right before you die of you know you're going to die. You, in a couple of seconds, everything's going to blink out, and you think across your lifespan, 
that Viking warrior who knew he was having an honorable death with a sword through his stomach could lay on the ground going, I did it. I had an honorable death. I'm clean. And he could die peacefully. The true Christian can have an honorable death where you don't know when, you don't know how, you don't know why. But you die with clean conscience because you knew you gave it your all. Mm -hmm. You're a Paul. We always think about Paul. I ran the race, finished well. Man, the guy goes to get his head chopped off with total clean conscience of, I did it. I'm done. And I want you to ask yourself, if that moment happens to you today, can you truly look across your life and go, I, Lord, honorable death. I gave it my all. I did it. I guarantee you, Diedrich Bonhoeffer had an honorable death. He could look at that noose with the muddy ground, the guards and the dogs, all the, the Jews and the concentration camp prisoners watching. It's a simple affair. It was probably in the morning. They probably gathered everyone around in their rags to watch these guys die, to throw fear in their faces, march them up the stairs, Bonhoeffer staring at that noose. Guaranteed, that man looked at that noose and go, did it. I'm going home. I'm going home. Did well. Gave I my finished all. my race. I kept the faith. Exactly. I ran my course. <laughs> and here we sit, dude. Hebrews talks about being surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. I don't know. I, I just know that a lot of people think America's impossible to win over. So what? What else are you going to do? We got one shot at this, bro. Masculinity's under attack. So what? Let's go get him. They use. The youth are lost and transient. So what? Let's go get them. Let's fix it. Families are under. So what? Let's go get them. Fix it. He didn't say to pray for the harvest, folks. He said to pray for the laborers. I think you need to end that way. Pray for the laborers. Pray for the people listening. Let's do it. So, Lord, Lord, I pray that you would give us reckless abandon. You give us courage. Lord, you tell us to die to ourselves daily. You tell us to pick up our cross and follow you. You tell us that those who will lose their life for your sake will gain it. Lord, it's clear throughout Scripture that we have been asked to remove ourselves and be willing to die for you to carry your message to the ends of the earth to stand on your principles and your righteousness to not compromise and lord i just pray strength to everyone listening strength and courage that they would not worry about a single thing except that they would have more faith and reliance in you lord and Lord, I pray, send us more laborers. 
send more people willing to stand up. Lord, it breaks my heart that Bonhoeffer basically stood alone against an entire government that was attempting to take over the world and almost did it. One man stood, Lord. And Lord, I am begging you, do not let it be that case in this nation. That's right. That it comes down to one or a couple of men. Lord, now is the time, and I'm asking for the laborers because we can still fix it. We yeah. can still win, Lord. <clears throat> but it takes a unified body, and I just pray, move your spirit throughout the body. And Lord, we love you, and we are here for your will, your purpose, and we give up ourselves for it. And Lord, all I pray is that at the end, we could know we have an honorable death in you. And we love you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Guys, we love you. Go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Donate, subscribe, check out stuff, support. We love you. All right. So we'll see you Friday. Have a great day. Love you guys. <laughs>